Howdy folks and welcome back to Reading Held Hostage. My name's Blue and I love to read. Yeah, my name's Justin and I feel like I'm going uh, 40 to 13. What is the name of that movie? What the fuck are you talking about? Um, 40 going on 13. Where, or, where 30 going on or 13 going on 30. No, the other way around. The one where um, the dad turns into Zac Afron. 17 again. You were wrong. I was way fucking off, dude. You feel like 17 again? Fuck yeah. You can delete the last, (laughs) what, 33 episodes? No, that's wrong. We're on episode 40 today. So 23. What are you talking about? I'm going to delete the last 23 episodes so I could be 17 again. (laughs) What is the joke you're trying to tell? Um, Before we hop into our second Mockingjay episode, we have... An announcement to make. Right? Yeah. Are you uh, make- I, I, okay. You go ahead. You said, here's the door. Yeah, so you're in now. Open. Uh, okay. Go ahead. So we are um, starting to search for the next series we're going to do after Hunger Games. I know I previously said it was 100% going to be Divergent or Shadow and Bone, but that's not what we're doing. We have a TikTok. Go ahead. Keep going. No, take the cup. Take the straw <laughs> out of your cup. No. Take the straw out of your cup. We're not dealing with this again. So on TikTok, we have four book series. Um, I don't even remember them right now. Divergent, Shadow and Bone, Golden, Golden Compass, Compass, and Maximum, and Maximum Ride. Ride. And if you go on there and vote between Maximum Ride and Golden Compass, and then next episode we'll announce we're going between Shadow and Bone and... Divergent, and then whichever one wins, we will read. I will read. Justin can't read. And the second announcement is we're starting a second series or another series, I guess. Well, yeah, we're just where it's called books that Justin didn't read in school. Um, a lot of them. All so basically much all, all the them, books except for the Crucible. He said from like middle school to high school that I was supposed to read that I just didn't read. Sorry, your mom's yeah. texting us right now. And it's not like I normally wouldn't look, but your mom says Pink, the singer, is at the wine diner she's at right now. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, my God. How do we get your mom to boost our podcast? <laughs> no. Okay, I'm texting her. Don't. Seriously, don't. Okay, back to our regularly scheduled programming. Your mom is so rude to interrupt us with the crazy news that Pink is at her wine diner right yeah, now. so rude. Anyways, yes, all the books that we were supposed to read in school, except for The Crucible, because Justin had to read that one out loud with his class. Yep. But yeah, we're going to start that one. It's going to be a little bit more age appropriate for the kids that are supposed to be reading them-ish. We're doing this for the me. Yeah, for the young right you. Now. Yeah, so. You know. The learning to <laughs> Yeah, kids who have ADHD, dyslexia, or who just can't stand to read. We'll just do a synopsis of it like we do now. Um, Those 501 kids, baby, represent. <laughs> also, uh, you know, the same type of comedy stuff we do in our other ones. But Okay, Justin, are you ready to continue Mockingjay? Yeah. Okay, tell me what happened last time. It's not the way to my house. Yeah. If you saw our TikTok, you would understand. Yeah, a really good TikTok. They're really good. That Blue still looks at and crackles it's so herself fucking up good. about. Okay, what uh, happened in the book, though? I know what happened on TikTok. What happened gotta, in the book? Was that last book that she, like, 
got flown out or this book what do you mean last got flown out where she got picked up by we're already eight six chapters into this book but we did all six of those chapters last episode didn't we yeah so i'm starting from the beginning of the book okay Okay, so they they picked her up, right? That was the first thing that happened in the book. No, she, the first thing that was happened in the book is that she was at District 12. 12? Yeah. She was at the ruins of District 12. Fuck, dude. Okay. Yeah, so fight me, bitch. She was in uh, Burnt Toast Island. And now she is sad. Okay. Because she went to Burnt Toast Island. Okay. AKA her home. Yeah, District 12. Um, and then she was pouty. And then she said, I'll do it, but I want these things. Okay. Yeah. And now she's starting to do those things. That's a pretty good synopsis. Minus the fact that you started off completely wrong. Um, but you found it. You found your way there. So today we're starting out. Oh, <clears throat> today we're starting. <laughs> today we're. <coughs> today, sorry about my chair. Not really. So today we're starting at chapter seven. Katniss is being dropped off in District Eight with her uns- ensemble, which consists of bodyguards Gale and Bog and two other fucking randos. And a guy, a Gale with a crossbow. Yes, and her TV. Crew- <laughs> it's a dirty bomb. <laughs> Uh, the TV. Just one of those in the back pocket. Just a little cute. He hasn't designed that yet. Oh, okay. Um, a TV crew, which is the director who's Cressida. Um, Cressida has her head shaved and is tattooed with green vines, which is a fucking sick look. Dude, I should get some vines. That'd be cool. Her assistant is Masala, who's pierced everywhere. And then two cameramen whose camera makes them look like insects, and all she can like all she refers to them as is the insects. A second hovercraft brings supplies for this hospital that they're visiting. Katniss is ushered into the hospital. Instead of, you know, helping with the moving stuff in. Yeah, she's just there for promos. Yeah, but still, that would be a good promo. Well, this is better. Well, except for Nerf. She immediately starts panicking, like full on panicking when she sees the body of the, like, injured. And she's like. Do do you know a good breathing technique when you start to panic? Hmm. You go. Um, and she's like, they can't film me here, but Bog catches her before she goes into like full panic. And he's like, just seeing you will be better for those who are sick here. You know? Yeah. It's a murality. Yeah. It's a what? Morality. Yeah. Shot. Yeah. Um, she then meets Commander Paylor. 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 It's one of those. Can we talk today? No. You know that podcast we do where we talk the whole time? I'm not Can we? Can we talk? <laughs> Paler. Oh my god, wait. Did your mom send us a picture of her with pink? Nope, just a fucking creep shot of pink. That was kind of cool, though. <laughs> okay, moving on. Enough about pink, Justin. Seriously, stop talking about pink. Ugh, I'm sorry. <laughs> she meets Commander Paler, who's tired and has a neck bandages, and she's the one who's commanding District 8. Bog picks up the slack for her, like for Katniss, when Paler has like 
an accusation in her tone about why Katniss has been gone so long. So Paler's like, you've been gone a long time. And Boggs is like hops in immediately and is like concussion. And then he's like, and a miscarriage. Dun, dun, dun. And basically he's like, Katniss is here to see the wounded. So Gail points out, he's like, don't you think it's a bad idea to keep all your wounded here together like this? And Paler's like, well, our two options are this or leaving them to die. If you have a better idea, Gail, you can share. And I'm like, good, fuck, fuck Gail. Um, I just showed up here, but this I'm pretty sure I can mansplain how to do this <laughs> Literally, to Gail's like, are you sure about this? And Paler's like, can you go fuck yourself? Are you? Are, are you, you sure about keeping all your wounded in one spot? It's great. That's the best version of the song I've heard thus far. Yeah, right? Um, Katniss again starts to freak as she entered the hospital because dead bodies are lined on the walls of the hospital and Paler's like, we can't get them to a mass grave. No. And so again, we're just kind of trigger warning here for like ickiness, I guess in general, cause it's descriptive. It's like the smell is awful. My bad. She can smell soiled linen, putrefying flesh and vomit all in the scorching heat of this warehouse. And it's dark, and she can see rows and rows of wounded people, um, which is gross. She immediately begins to have another panic attack, as anybody would, <laughs> thinking she might have faint. But Paler staring at her, and she wants to make like a good impression, yeah. so that so that she can like so that people know they can count on her. Mm-hmm. Um, again, this is only like five, six weeks after her explosion, and like her concussion is just healing. Her mental distress, I'm going to say, is still working on fixing itself. Um, But either way, a voice says, like, Katniss. And there's a young woman with an injured leg staring at her. And the blood on her bandage is covered in flies. And she's like, OMG, it's really you? And this woman's face fills with joy. And Katniss is like, it is. And people are like really excited to see her alive. And the news starts spreading super fast around the hospital. And Katniss is surprised to see that Boggs was right. That the sight of her is making people feel better in a different way than she would have like. Because I feel like she only wants feels useful if. She's physically doing something. Yeah. Instead of emotionally or. Mm-hmm. Well, she hasn't had a lot of time to really focus on any of her emotional. Yeah anything ever so it's kind of confusing mm-hmm. you couldn't hear it you, it definitely you could have talked yeah okay i'm leaving you out to dry if you don't take the straw out of that cup the people there are also wanting to know about PETA. they were not fooled by the interview with caesar but they're devastated over the loss of the baby And she is very shocked at the lengths that people have gone to protect her. And she realizes that she was the Mockingjay long before she actually, like, accepted the official position. That's crazy. (laughs) That's so crazy, Katniss. She recognizes the power she has and is excited but also scared because obviously Coyne knows this and is furious that she's not in control. Yeah. Like, Katniss has more power than Coyne Mm -hmm. in a different way. She can move the people. Mm-hmm. Coin can give demands. Yeah. And as they leave, Boggs tells her she did great. And Cressida is like, we got a lot of great footage. And she's like, fucking completely forgot they were fucking filming her. And they take a second to regroup when Boggs tells them they have to get to the airstrip immediately as bombers are on the way. And at, during this point, Katniss is like, what? They're not talking to me in my earpiece. 
Um, but they take off quickly to get to the airstrip, but already the capital planes are there and bombs are falling and they're caught in the crossfire. Katniss's knee is hit by shrapnel and Hamish's voice appears in her ear and he's like, you cannot be spotted, get to cover. And they rush to this warehouse. They didn't see her, which is good. But Gail points out that they're not here for her and they're targeting something else. The hospital. <laughs> she takes out her earpiece um, as Hamish starts to scream at her not to go for it. But she obviously does. And they get to the top of the building where there's a gunman. A gunman. I hate the way I say things with like... A man, man with a gun? And, well, I always pronounce it weird. Anyways... It's paler. Um, she's confused. She's like, why are you guys up there? Do you want like, because like, they're like, no, we've got our bows and arrows. And she's like. You want a gun? Well, <laughs> well Paler, Katniss is like, they're way more effective than she looks. And Paler's like, they better be. <laughs> she like says that. She's like, yeah, I could. Oh, no, it's going to bounce off the glass of the airship. <laughs> um, but remember, they have three type fire, um, explosion and regular. Yeah. And her and Gail being hunting partners for so long. The hovercrafts are flying in like a V formation. So they kind of scream at each other like geese. And they use the old hunting formation that they worked out to hunt geese to make sure that they would never target the same goose at the same time. Which is, you know, right on. Yeah. So they start shooting, 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 using their flame arrows at first. Um, but they have already taken out the hospital. So they start using their bomb arrows. And as she starts to head out... She realized that the camera crew came up on the shooting thing with her. And she's like, damn, they're kind of fucking punk. Like, they're hardcore. And she's like, Cressida's on my side. It's like the, uh, what is um, the survivalist thing? Bear Grylls. Yeah. Like how Bear Grylls is going through it, but the the guy's carrying a 50-pound camera (laughs) chasing after him. Yeah, it's exactly it. Except for it's Cressida and these... It's just Cressida Mosala and these two insect men who she doesn't even know their names. So yeah, it's exactly that. Um, Katniss is obviously distressed at the site of the hospital. Um, It's just hopeless, destroyed, everybody's gone. And she wonders why they would do that. And Gail's like... What would the capital only saw them as expendable because what would they do with a bunch of injured slaves? Yeah. Um, this is like the turning point of her being the. Would you save a broken down lawnmower? Probably we do. <laughs> oh my that's god! How they, that's how they think. That of is it. how they think of it. And Don't before, tell them about the scam. <laughs> no, 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 not that. Um, I was when I was a uh, manic cleaning the garage the other day. I yeah. had the door open and i was using that vacuum that we um trash picked from somebody down the street yeah <laughs> i was like i hope they don't come past me in the garage when, when I'm, I'm using, using their vacuum using a vacuum we picked out of their uh trash months ago <laughs> <laughs> it works fine why would you throw away a vacuum yeah. i don't understand we have five vacuums in here in our house for Two no don't, reason don't say that <laughs> they all have the reason but two of them don't work Anyway, I just thought that was funny. Okay. This is when things get good. She makes sure the cameras are going and she's like prompted by Cressida. And she says like the good ass lines. Like if you watch the movie, like it's perfect um, because she's like the capital sucks. Rebels need to keep fighting. And then she's like, we only have one enemy. Yeah. No. Did you just see a TikTok about that or something? Yeah. Montana or Canadians. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. March. 
um, fire is catching, and if we burn, you burn with us. So now we move to chapter eight. She's grabbed by Boggs, who was kicked in the face by Gale when they were escaping, and they head towards the hovercraft. And Katniss's adrenaline is gone. She's fucked up. She's got a headache. She's bloody. And she actually ends up just throwing up all over Boggs. And she passes out. Man's getting it. Boggs is, but he's so sweet because she falls asleep after Boggs puts some burlap slaps. Slap. After Boggs puts some burlap slap. Okay, so for people at home. Sacks. We just took a good, like, 30 second pause and did some breaths because Blue (laughs) fucked this line up so, so many times that we would have to have edited it. Burlap. Sacks. Fuck you, got it. Anyway, she wakes up to her mom in the hospital, and her mom's peeved because no one told her that Katniss was leaving. And she's like, oh, like, I'll have them ask you next. And her mom's like, they don't fucking ask a shit about you. She's like, okay, I'll have them notify you that I'm leaving next time. Um, She had some shrapnel removed from her leg, and the doctors were worried about more brain damage. But, you know, she's pretty much okay. Yeah. She is called down to command, and becomes worried about the repercussions of ignoring direct orders from Haymitch. Her like Haymitch is going to tell. Well, yeah, pretty much. Her camera crew is the only one in the room, and she decides she loves, like, likes them all, especially after they followed her around District Eight and the bombing and stuff. And she gives them all little kisses on her foreheads. Well, she like is talking like in her own head. It's funny because like this part transitions to. And it doesn't do this. What? It's just Katniss and them sitting in a room silently and her pretty much. This. <laughs> this is pretty much. She's like, wow, I think I really like them. Like this, it, you know, inner monologue doesn't usually turn into outer monologue very often in a book. Yeah. Especially if it's not written that way. And this is like one of the only times it does. And so she's kind of like, oh, I really like Cressida. I like Marsala and the insects. And then she goes, what are your guys' names? She's like, I keep calling you the insects. What are your names? <laughs> like out loud. And their names are Castor and Pollux. And Pollux is an A-box. Okay. And these um, two men are brothers. And as the room fills, nobody seems to be mad at her. And she's like, what's going on? And as the meeting starts, they learn that the first propo has been played. The one of her in District 8. It's been played 17 times since they did it. And she watches it. She's a little freaked out. But it looks good. And it apparently has played everywhere but the Capitol. Coin then discusses the fact that they accidentally sent Katniss into battle. And this is when she realizes that no one told Coin about her disrespecting direct orders. Yeah. They do some gabbing on other propos they should do. And Fulvia has an idea to do some like we remember propos, which are to remind the capital of the capital and dis- the district people of who died during the games and who they're fighting for. Mm-hmm. So like ones of Rue, ones of Mags and stuff like that. The likable characters. Pretty much. But everyone's like, that's a fucking great idea, Fulvia. And Fulvia's like, what? Thank you. Yeah. So she heads back to the hospital and wakes up to Hamish, who is furious. He's very serious, which he's not usually because he's usually drunk. And he gives her three options. He's fucking furious. He's like, you wear the earpiece and you have one more chance. Two. (laughs) He pulls up a head shackle. and He goes... You will wear the head shackle. I will lock it around your face to prevent you from taking it off. And he goes, three, I will surgically implant an earpiece into your ear. 
And she go, he goes, do you understand? What do you want to do? And she's like, keep my earpiece. He's like, what do you want to do? She's like, I'll keep the earpiece. Keep the earpiece in. And it's kind of just like a cute, like aggressive moment with the two of them because like they're so similar. Mm-hmm. Um, she has absolutely like terrible awake memories. Like she's not able to sleep. So she has these memories of like the horrid past. And eventually she eats with Finnick during like their hospital. Finnick's in the hospital the whole time. Yeah. And they watch another propo, which kind of introduces her team. Like they're just watching the TV and it introduces her team into the world. Like Gail, Cressida, Marsala. Like it's just like, these are these people. Feels very YouTube. The Avengers. <laughs> yeah. And they're about to turn it off again when a different thing pops up. It's the Capitol introducing another interview between Caesar Flickerman and PETA. And PETA's transformation is shocking. He has clearly lost. What are you doing with your mouth? <laughs> you. Nothing. Yes, you are. I have a little. Okay. I have a little apple stuck in my teeth. So you were doing something I'm with your to mouth. Get it out. Okay. Well, it was fucking looking weird. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Peter's transformation is shocking. He has clearly lost like 15 pounds. He's developed like a tremor in his hands. Probably from all the torture. Probably the torture. Um, he's clearly in pain and Katniss can see the pain in his eyes and all their makeup and fancy clothes couldn't cover this up. And she's so stressed. She just saw him on TV. She's like, how many, five days ago, she, she just saw him. And Peter's talking about, he's like unhinged. He's talking about how they're using Katniss, how she doesn't know what she's doing. And he like looks directly into the camera and he's like, you need to not trust the people you're working with. Like, do you really know what's going on? And then it goes off. And Finnick, who's, again, completely mentally unhinged, goes full serious. He's like, we cannot tell anyone we just saw that. If they know we saw that, they're freaking out about us. Mm. He's like, our story is we turned it off after our propo. That's it. And then he's like, people are going to come right away to do damage control. Mm. Which they do. Plichart and Fulvia come. And they're like, they kind of like believe. Hey. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey, you good? And Katniss is like, yeah, I'm good. Why? Like, oh, no reason. But Katniss is kind of peeved because nobody mentions PETA to her. Like, yeah. nobody tells her this on their own. Chapter 10. Chapter 9. <laughs> she tries to sleep, but can't, but eventually is released. So it's like a couple of days. Um, still, nobody brings up PETA to her. Yeah. She and Finnick go in the woods because uh, Gail is still recovering. But again... Nobody, not even Gail has mentioned this to her. And she's like furious because he's, he has to have seen it. Yeah. Or have heard about it. Yeah. Just someone being like, hey. Don't tell Katniss. And Finnick tries to be kind. He's like, maybe he's just waiting to bring it up privately to you. Anyway, she like takes down a buck, a deer. And somehow Finnick, who has been in the hospital for two months, is still strong enough to haul it back all by himself. And bucks are what? Two? 200 pounds? Maybe. Yeah. They're They're 150 to 200 pounds. Yeah. But that's still a lot. So that just kind of shows how strong. Don't look up. She thinks about what Peta said about not trusting people. And all she can think about is what they're doing to him. Since he doesn't know anything. They're not getting anything out of him. So he's just being tortured relentlessly for nothing. 120 to 160. Okay. At breakfast, she sees Gail. Who's got. Like a. Average size person. Average size people like weigh a lot more person. than that. Okay, yeah. 
Well, during the apocalypse, it'd be an advertised person. True. At breakfast, she sees Gail, who has his communicuff back, and she's a little pissy. And, you know, they, like, argue and that he has this, and she looks into his eyes, and he realizes that she saw the PETA thing, and he didn't tell her about it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, they just share a look, and he's like, fuck. Um, they fight about it, and he's mad that she didn't tell him that she saw it, and she's mad that he didn't tell her he saw it. Does that, they're just both yeah. mad at each other. He's like, I didn't know what to do. Everyone was worried that seeing it would make you even more sick. And she's like, it did make me sick, but not sick that I was watching that, but sick that you lied to me for a coin. And then his communicuff starts beeping and she's like, go, go off and go to coin. Little soldier boy. Literally. But he's hurt and then angry and he runs off to do whatever he's got to do. Yeah. And she can't decide if he really did it for her own good or not, but she is so sick of people trying to protect her. Yeah. And I get his point here is like... You're very mentally unwell. I wanted to make sure that this wouldn't break you psychologically. And everybody was telling me that was the right thing to do. Yeah. And I get her point and why the fuck didn't you tell me? Yeah. So, I don't know. I want to hate Gail for this, but... It's not the worst thing he's going to do. It's not the worst thing he has done up to yeah, this point. The worst true. thing he has done up to this point is when she came back from the Hunger Games. And he's like, I can't believe you kissed PETA. <laughs> Why not kissing me, though? <laughs> She's like, because I was going to die. Damn, you're dying in the Hunger Games without me? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Um, for Propos today, they're going back to District 12, uh, her and Gail, to learn about the demolished city to like show people what the capital can do. She makes sure to send a note over to her mom about leaving. And before they leave, she learns that um, the We Remember propos are going really well. Um, and Finnick is really kicking ass, especially since he knew most of them personally. Yeah. Um, I also want to point out that this is such like an interesting perspective on like war and stuff like that. Because like half the people are, you know, literally fighting a war and Katniss is over here making propaganda. Yeah. But the propaganda is super effective, too. Yeah. That's why people do it. I know. It's just very interesting. Well, usually it's like Captain America propaganda. Yeah. I feel like they don't really do that nowadays. In Captain America, do you think he would have been more effective as a propaganda tool or as what he did in the movie? For the U.S.? Yeah, for the U.S. in the first movie. As propaganda? In yeah. the 1920s or 40s? 30s. 30s and 40s. The U.S. didn't join the war till like 42 or 43. I don't think that's right. Okay. Google it. I feel really confident that's right. But I think he was better at propaganda because back then they believed in that type of propaganda. Yeah. Nowadays, we don't really believe in that type. Well, we like to say we don't really believe in that propaganda. We still fall for it. Okay, let me, when did he join? When did we join the war? World War Two. I think uh, it's forty-two, or is it thirty-nine? They teach us this stuff, but I don't know. Uh forty-one. So I was wrong. That's fine, but you were more wrong. I was more, and wrong. that's what matters. <laughs> um. Where was I? Hamish is not with them, and she learns that he felt he couldn't face District 12 without a bottle. Nice. 
but it's just her and Gail. And she feels like everything's a little bit worse this time because she's facing it with Gail, who saw it all firsthand. And they record ASAP. And it's awful. Gail is doing, like, sad boy stuff. They end up at the lake. Damn, dying in a fire? Literally, that's, like, how without I imagine me? He's like, wow, girl, Katniss, I can't believe you did that without me. It's so unfair. Um, they end up at the lake and... Whoa. She thinks about how it would have been better for them to have run when he asked her to, but she knows that it would have been worse for Pen M long term. Yeah. Which is growth for her, which is big growth for her. Yeah. Um, they have some sandwiches by the lake, and Pollux asks her to sing because all of the mocking jays around, and this is when she sings the absolute banger hanging tree. Are, Are you? you? Are you coming to the tree? So fucking banger, and it makes me cry in the books yeah. or in the movies. Can I tell you? Uh, can Can I tell the audience a little secret? Yeah, Maybe. loves the techno version, bro. The techno version fucking slaps. <laughs> That's not a secret. Oh, I no, keep trying bro. to find the version I want, and I can't find it. It fucking slaps because it doesn't exist. A good version, uh, you dreamt. Are you uh, a techno version that was good? Anyways, there's this, like, weird-ass metaphor. It's really long. It's, like, a fucking whole ten pages about how, like, the lever and the dead person, and it's all fucking lame, but basically it's dumb, and that's my story on it. They go to their old hunting hunting rendezvous point, and they do some more filming, and they have this weird berry-throwing interaction where Katniss is somehow apologizing for things and Gail is accepting this apology and Katniss forgives Gail for being a dick. All without saying words. Which it kind of feels like words, I know they're like kids, but like it kind of feels like words should be said at this yeah. point. Like, hey, I'm sorry I didn't talk to you about PETA. Yeah. And her being like, hey, I understand where you, no, just they throw berries and make eye contact. Very, oh, yeah. Very cool. She gets some alone time in the Victor's Village house and Gail like boop pops out of nowhere. And, you know, they talk about their kiss and Gail says like sad boy things. And Katniss kisses him again and he's like, I knew you were going to do that. Because you only kiss me when I'm sad. Kissing me uh, without me? Damn. <laughs> um, oh, Where was I? The next day there's a meeting at command because there's another capital propo. It's President Snow. And Pete is in, like, the background. And Pete is, like, even worse than the day before. Yeah. Or the couple days before. They're doing this update. And... Farting chair. <laughs> in the middle of it, their propo shows of District 12. And Pete can see it. And he starts to get all, like, wacky. And he starts going into a fit. And he's like, Katniss, how do you think this one? Then he's like... You're not safe anywhere. You're not safe in District 13. You're dead by morning. And then they hear Snow go, end it. And then the camera is knocked over and they hear Peta's cry of pain. And then they see blood spattering the tiles. Jesus. I saw your face when I said that. You're Yikers. Like, yeah, um, and then we're into the next part of the book. It's called The Assault. Chapter 10, she wants to just scream, but she can't because everyone is asking all kinds of questions. Everyone's like, How, do we believe him or not? Like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And all she wants to do is just like scream. But eventually Hamish is like, shut up. 
PETA is clearly warning us that there's going to be an attack. And Coin's like, how would how would he know? Like, and he's like, it doesn't matter how he knows. Maybe he heard it from somebody. But the gist is PETA thinks he's telling the truth and he yes. thinks we're going to die. Mm-hmm. So they fight for a second on this, but then eventually decide to do a security drill to get people into their safety zones. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're going down like she's going down. People are signed to their spots. And Plutchart like tells her he's like, so this is the thing about Plutchart that Katniss kind of envies and hates at the same time is he doesn't see anything as individual. She describes it as him not seeing any trees in the forest and only seeing the forest. Yeah. So to him, all he sees is the war. He doesn't care who dies, what happens, anything like that. And I was like, that's such an interesting way to think about it. Like he doesn't care about the trees. All he cares about is the forest. But she envies his ability to think that way instead of seeing each person as an individual and stuff like that. But yeah. she also is like, fucking insane way to think of things. Yeah, for sure. But they need at least one person on their team to yeah. think that way. So anyways, Plutcher is like, hey, like, Av's a bad moment. <laughs> but yeah. like, people will be watching you and taking your their cues from you. So don't panic if yeah. you can. She's like, great. Super easy. Let me just not panic. You know that voice in your head that's like hide your emotions. Yeah, as what if someone came up to you (laughs) told you to hide your emotions? But again, she hates and admires him for only being like he's like I don't give a shit about you. Yeah. Big picture here. If you panic, everybody panics. Yes. So shut the fuck up. Literally. Um. But she does. She she gets to her little bunk. Um. It's kind of like they're like cubicles. Mm. Um. And she reads her directions, which are make sure everyone has arrived, get your supplies and settle down. So she gets her stuff, you know, thinking like her mom and sister are going to be here soon. They're probably helping hospital staff members. Mm-hmm. Um, but she gets her stuff and it's a one of them classic Midwestern like, oh, I think we got here at the right time because the line just forms like crazy behind her. And she realizes she's like, well, she's like, are people following my lead or was that just a quinky dink? Yeah. Then her mom shows up, but not Prim. And her mom's like, Prim was supposed to be here already. And Katniss is like, fuck. It's the cat. The fucking bitch went back for the cat. And they're closing the doors, big metal doors that are like clearly taking a lot of folks um, to close. And they're not going to start opening again. And she starts to panic. And she shoves her fingers in the door, just screaming Prim's name. Not freaking out, except for freaking out. And her and Gail are coming. Like, she can hear both their voices. And they're able to just get inside the door just as it closes. And she's like, Prim's like, I couldn't leave Buttercup behind. Not twice. Whoa. I know, right? How sweet. And Katniss is like, I should have drowned you when I had the chance. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Bitch ass kid. Literally. And Gail has a bag full of all of her stuff that she got from, like, her old house. Like, her dad's shit. Yeah. And he just, like, hands it to her and disappears because he's still a fucking bitch, baby. He disappears into his own compartment. And this is so sweet. Buttercup, they settle him under a blanket with only his face poking out because that's how he likes to be during thunderstorms because he's scared of thunder. <laughs> so he's this big badass that survived the bombing of 12. The thunderstorms are very scary, very for, the scary for the kitty cat. <laughs> and he needs to be in his burrito. His widow is so hard to be a little buttercup. Um, then Coin's voice comes over the intercom and she's like, not a drill. 
PETA has warned us. And she says, she's like, PETA warned us. And um, just as she says this, the first bomb hits and the lights go out before the generator pops back on. Mm. Prem tells Katniss that she learned about bunker missiles in their new citizen orientation which are bombs designed to go underground and then explode a delayed explosion. You know those are real things? It doesn't surprise me. Bunker busters, yeah. Yeah. They have a blast that puts a hole and then the bomb goes through the hole. Yeah, that's what these will do. Yeah. Um, They make a little spot for themselves because they're kind of like afraid that the bunks will collapse on them. <laughs> Katniss is like, she doesn't want to say because Prim's like, yeah, I'm kind of scared that the bunk will collapse and Katniss is like well if the bunk collapses the whole bunker will have collapsed so we'll all be dead but yeah. she decides not to say that to Prim um, yeah the these aren't gonna fall down first yeah <laughs> yeah but um when her mom gets taken away to like assist with some first aid her and Prim get some time to gab and she realizes that she hasn't really had like any attention or anything for her sister in the last pretty much two years since she got pulled to the hunger games yeah which is like understandable but sucks yeah and prim has a different relationship with their mom than she does yeah so like it's not like she was left alone like katniss felt like she was left alone but still like they were i mean they were way close and all of a sudden she's hunger games and she's gone yeah so she kind of like tries to have some gabs with her sister she's like so how you liking it in the, dist- the new district? And Prim has like a really like honest and adult answer. And she's like, obviously I miss home a lot, but I miss it less when I realize there's nothing left to miss. Yeah. I'm like, oh, she's only 14. Like, that's yeah, sad. That is sad. And she smiles slyly and she's like, I think they're going to train me to be a doctor. And um, she's like, they've been watching me. A woman doctor? I and I'm taking medic courses already. And Katniss is like ecstatic about this because Prim couldn't even couldn't even dream of being a doctor in District 12. Yeah. And now here she is. And Prim, who's again almost 14 now, asks Katniss how she's doing. She's like, how are you really doing? Yeah. And Katniss confides in her, which is hard for an older sister to do to a younger sister, let alone one with their relationship of yeah. parentification, parentification, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And she tells her everything about PETA, about his deterioration. And Prim just like petting the cat offhandedly is like, they probably won't kill PETA. Because if they do, then they won't have anything left to hurt you with. And this makes Katniss remember like the Joanna Mason situation on the beach. Mm-hmm. Where Joanna Mason was like, fuck you, Capitol. Like, she's like, what? There's n- nobody left I love. Yeah. And she knows that they won't kill him. But Prim is like, they will probably do anything to him if it will break you. Mm -hmm. Which, like, hearing that realization from your 14-year-old sister. Yeah. Devastating. Torture by proxy. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Chapter 11, she thinks about what will break her as the bombs fall. And she doesn't really, like, know. But Buttercup becomes very popular because they play a game she calls Crazy Cat. Which is like a flashlight and, you know, laser tag pretty much with a cat. Yeah. Um, they're even issued a special set of batteries, which is a big waste in District 13. So it's like a big deal what they're doing. Then on night three of the bombing, she has a realization that she is like Buttercup. Where um, she feels like she has a chance of getting PETA, getting the light back. 
the thing she wants, but then it goes away. And if it were completely to go away, she, like Buttercup, she would have been okay. She would do something else. Like it would eventually become a thing of the past. But that's not what's going on. The light keeps coming back under somebody else's control. So yeah. she keeps chasing the light. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? She's grasping for anything, really. Yeah, but if it went, like, if he was dead, she would be able to move on. Yeah. But he's not. It's almost she's wanting to miss something that's not there. Yeah. Instead of miss something that is. Mm-hmm. So the thought of Peter being tortured because of her, for her, is terrible. And this is when she begins to break. She can't sleep after this revelation and finds Finnick, who's playing with a bit of rope he's just tying knots and she talks to him and realizes that this must have been what they did to annie for him and that he is already broken and finnick is like i wish i warned you earlier and he wishes he did it before the games not after already pretty much so like when they're in the hovercraft to 13 finnick's like they they're not gonna kill him like he says something along the lines of that and um they're gonna torture him pretty much torture you through him and but like in in less direct words and he's like i know i told you but i wish i would have done it earlier before the games Mm -hmm. not after they'd already gotten Peta. and he's like basically he was like i thought your guys's love was an act like we all thought like you know all of us other victors were like this is a really great strategy Mm -hmm. they're kicking ass and he was like it wasn't until Peta hit the force field that he realized that she loves him in at least a way. It yeah. might not be romantic, but there is a love for Peta there. Yeah. And she's like, how do you bear it? He's like, I don't. <laughs> what, what are you, are you talking mean? about? <laughs> he's like, I just distract myself. And he hands her the rope that he's been making, like his knots in. And they just kind of vibe. Um, and then eventually they're able to leave the bunker and they're assigned new bunkers because their other compartments got completely bombed. Bog pulls Boggs pulls her, Gail, and Finnick to command. Well, a new command room because the other one got bombed. Where Coin, Pluchart, Hamich, and Cressida are there and they're finally breaking out the coffee. Yeah. Did they talk about like percentage of destruction and stuff or like how many people died during that so i don't think i wrote it down but i think they lost like nobody died okay cool they had some injuries but nobody died um it blasts like i think it went 30 feet down but it hit like an air filtration system and like a poultry farm or something like that but it made them realize that the capital doesn't have any good way of knowing where things are they weren't aiming they were just doing it indiscriminately okay so the whole surrounding is fucked up too it's not just they were hitting the bunker over and over and over yeah they didn't know what to hit so they were just kind of hitting what they could um but yeah nobody died and um i don't know where i wrote it but basically katniss was like i think talking to boggs and they were like did PETA even help? And they were like, yes, like 10 minutes of warning is 10 minutes of warning. And Katniss thinks back to how Prim was just almost missing the door. Mm-hmm. And how if PETA hadn't given that 10 minute warning, she would have been, she would have been gone. Yeah. yeah. And she would have lost Gail and Prim. 
Buttercup not as important to her, but <laughs> important to me emotionally. She would have lost Buttercup. Yes. Um. So yeah. Where was I? Yes, coffee. So um, they want to film some new propos above ground to film like how they're fine after all that. And Gail looks at her and Finnick because they're like her and Finnick are kind of playing because you remember the sugar cube incident when they first met. Basically, Finnick had some sugar cube and he was like, you want a sugar cube seductively? And Caddis yeah. was like, no, I don't want a fucking sugar cube. So they have like coffee and Finnick is like, sugar cube? <laughs> and then he's like, no, seriously, sugar makes this fucking bitter ass drink taste better. <laughs> and Gail is like, kind of peeved that they're vibing together. Yeah. And he's like, why not kiss me during <laughs> the war apocalypse? Well, she's like, does Gail think something's going on with Finnick and me? But she's like, I'm just too fucking tired to care about his dumbass getting jealous of two mentally ill people comforting each other in a yeah. time that they're only going to like Finnick or Gail can't relate to any of this shit that she's got going on. He doesn't. I feel like he doesn't care about people. No, like he doesn't have any empathy. He's like, anybody. why not paying attention to me? Yeah. Literally so annoying. And the fact that, like, when we were kids, what, 10 years ago was when these were popular? Yeah. Like, people were like, God, Gail is so good. Team Gail all the way. I'm like, where? Where is the Team Gail? Yeah, he is borderline, like, sociopathic. Yeah. Why not pay attention to me? No war going on, but me. Yeah. Literally, so like it annoying. has to be something wrong in his head to not think about other people in a situation like this. Yeah, like how dare she bond with Finnick, the only, only, literally, only person in the whole of the districts who understands what she's going through. Yeah, how dare he? How dare they? Yeah, so fucking, I fucking hate Gail. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, she gets dressed up to go outside and it's almost September, which makes her realize that Snow has had PETA for about six weeks, which is a lot of time in torture time. What? What? They see the craters. Okay, so they learn that anyone on the first 10 levels of the bunker would have been killed. And Katniss is like, will you be able to rebuild it? And Boggs is like, now? No, <laughs> we're in yeah. a war. So they're just going to seal it off and deal with it later. But basically, like, PETA saves lives. PETA's warning save lives. Cressida has the idea to film her in front of what is the old justice building as kind of like a um, funny little ironic thing to the Capitol. Because every time the Capitol would do something, like do a um, propaganda thing for District 13, like, it is completely uh, radiation-filled. They'd be in front of the Justice Building. So they're like, this will be the perfect ironic situation. And um, as they maneuver their way there, she sees a whole crater filled with pink and red roses. And she yells, like, somebody's going to touch her. She's like, don't touch them! They're not for you, they're for me! <laughs> and she, like, tries to explain that, like, they're here to unhinge me. Um, and they do because she cannot get in front of the camera. She cannot yeah. hold a train of thought. They try to do like a question and answer, but it doesn't work. And eventually she just starts breaking down, crying. And Finnick tells everyone that she finally learned how Snow is using PETA against her. But all, and like people try to comfort her and all she wants is Hamish. 
because Hamish loves PETA too, which comforts her a little bit. And I'm mm. like, that's kind of sweet. Like, yeah. that her and Hamish obviously aren't the BFFs of everybody, but. They both love the PETA yeah. bread. And she becomes hysterical and eventually just, you know, feels the needle in her arm and wakes up later with Hamish by her bedside. And he's like, we're getting him out. We're going to get PETA out. He's like, it's costly. People are going to lose their lives. People's covers are going to be blown. But it's what's important to ensure that you're the Mockingjay. And he's like, Boggs is leading it. It was volunteer only, seven volunteers. And she's like, who are the other volunteers? And he's like, oh, you know. She's like, tell me. And she knows damn good and well that Gail was the first to step up. Yeah. And so like a pit drops in her stomach. Um, and as we move to chapter 12, the only thing she can think of is that today she's going to, she could possibly lose both of them. Yeah. And Hamish is like, would, do you want to be sedated the whole time? <laughs> or, and she's like, no. How fucked up do you want to be during this? Yeah. Well, he, cause you know, Hamish is like, I rolls wish I out, could be. <laughs> rolls out the pharmacy. <laughs> Literally. Hamish is like, I wish I could be fucked up during this. Yeah. But I gotta be sober. And he's not mentally unwell enough to be like in the hospital like she is to get the drugs. Yeah. Um, but she feels like she has to do something to help. So her and Hamish go, um, and Finnick is like ecstatic. He's like, he has like the perfect view on it for somebody who's like mentally unhinged, but also realistic. Cause he's like, yeah. this is great. Either they die and it's over or they're back here and they're not in their hands anymore. Yeah. How awesome is that? Yeah. <laughs> and Katniss is like, I guess I mean, yeah. the first one's not, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but like Finnick is like, that's, those are the only two scenarios I want this to play out in. Because yeah. he can't fathom the thought of Annie. I'm dead. She's dead. Yeah, being in there. Perfect. With, yeah. Or she's back with me. Those are the only options. Yeah. Um. Then Hamish is back because he has a job for Finnick and Katniss. They want to do a, the post-bombing footage they originally wanted during the rescue to distract the capital. And it's like, it has to be something so riveting that they have to pay attention. Mm -hmm. Katniss is not sure what to say, but she starts talking about the real story of how she met PETA, you know, the bread thrown at her, PETA getting beat and the pigs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And she decides that she talks about how she has declared herself free from the capital and free from president snow and Finnick who's, way cooler he so what she she's like oh my gosh he's probably just gonna talk about like a love story between him and annie maybe the abuse in district four he's like no the president used to sell my body and i wasn't the only victor um we're going full fucking out right <laughs> literally phoenix like i've got nothing to hold back anymore um he's, he's like, like i'm dead in a couple days or mm-hmm. i have the love of my life back so so out in the open now and he's he won what 10 years ago so he's yeah. been a victor for 10 years so he's been a prostitute for eight years yeah i don't want to use the word prostitute he's been a sex Slave. slave yeah. for the last eight years a trigger warning yep there we go whoops hey trigger warning <laughs> sorry we got that far into it but <laughs> yeah and it's gonna keep going for a little bit so um yes the president used to sell his body and he was not the only victor if they were pretty or desirable in any way. So kind of think of like the um, brother and sister duo from district one, mm-hmm. pretty much anybody who was seen as, I would say young, but they were all young. So 
desirable. You know. Children. Pedophiles age range. Perfect. So um, pretty much anybody who won the games from like the careers. So Katniss was like, they'll always have the best. They're basically sex slaves. Yeah. Um, So, okay. Anyways, the president would allow people to buy them for exorbitant amount of money. And if you said no, they would kill somebody you love. So this is when she finally understands his parade of lovers. And this is when we realize that Katniss like connects it to the old head peacekeeper, Cray, who used to use young girls in her district. Um, and she wants to beg for Finnick's forgiveness because of how judgy she has been, but she can't break his concentration. And she also wonders if this is how she and PETA would have been treated. Yeah. If, um, things didn't happen the way I don't think they would have because Because they have the romance angle. Yeah. And people in the Capitol would be like, we can't, they're already like that. But like, if you're a youth by yourself, you're fucked. Literally. I feel terrible. Oh, blue. (laughs) Okay. Anyways. And she also can't break his concentration during this moment. Uh, Apparently he was popular because his love, loved ones were completely defenseless. Annie was mentally unhinged from the get go. Yeah. And therefore, so was he. He was also defenseless. So Finnick really such fucking good. He just goes for it. He's like, people paid for my company in secrets. He tells people tales of like strange sexual appetites, betrayals, greeds, greeds, greed, incest, blackmail, arson, and power plays. And how he was bought and sold throughout the capital because he was a different type of slave than they than the people of the uh, districts usually are. Yeah. She has no fucking clue who these people he's talking about are. He's using names. He is not. Oh, shit. And the people, the capital. He black book with him. <laughs> he does. And the capital rebels, rebels have like, I like, they know who he's talking about. And they're like slack jaw. They are enthralled. <laughs> and he also talks about the president and how the president came into power yeah. with poison. But. Um, Go ahead. That's what they need. Oh, it's exactly. If, if he's fucking up what they're thinking, he's doing a good job. Yeah. So he is. He's kicking ass. It's exactly what they needed. Yeah. And Finnick finally finishes. But the Capitol people are so enthralled that they just keep the cameras rolling. Tell me more. Well, he has to be the one. He's like, cut. Like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> um, And. Katniss asked Hamish if that is what happened to him. Was because ha- Hamish was handsome. He was mm-hmm. sixteen when he won, and Hamish is like, nope. His mother, his brother, and the person he loved, the girl he loved, were all dead within two weeks after he was crowned victor. No. So there was nobody to use against him, and he was used as an example of what not to do as a victor, because they had nothing to use against him until Peta and Katniss came along. Damn. So all the victors who were used as sex slaves after Hamish. Looked at Hamage, the drunkard, the town, like, funny guy, like, kind of thing, who had nobody to love. And they were like, we don't want to become that, so we would prefer to be sex slaves. These are are our options. So they just got him hooked on any substance they could, probably, Mm -hmm. to be like, you want to turn out like that? Yeah. Which is like... Which puts a different angle to the morphlings, too. Mm Mm-hmm. That, like, what happened to them that they became morphlings? Yeah. So, um, Beatty runs this propo, and they show him the plan. 
They're just chilling, making knots, and Finnick and her end up gabbing, and he's she's like, did you end up loving Annie right away? And he's like, I did not. She just crept up on me. Mm-hmm. Um, which I also think it's interesting, the relationship between Finnick and Annie, that Finnick was Annie's mentor. mentor. Mm-hmm. So he probably didn't expect her to live. So even if he did love her before she went into the game. He knew it was. He knew she was going to die. Yeah. And then when she didn't, she came back completely mentally unwell. And he's yeah. still, I'm like, I love you guys. Um, They're really good. I love them. Finally, hours later, Hamish opens the door. Um, Because they're wanted in the hospital. He knows nothing. He's like, I don't know anything else. She leads Finnick like a small child and he's completely gone. Like he's elsewhere. He's like terrified. I mean, just reliving all of his trauma. I bet Mm -hmm. bet he's not feeling the best. And he's probably got like three or four different types of terror. Like he's got his games. He's got the second games. He's got Annie's game. He's got the torture that Annie might have been going through. Yeah. All this. And relived what happened after his games for the last eight years yeah Yeah. so um the hospital's in a complete frenzy somebody go ahead he was also um a mentor too so every games Mm -hmm. after annie as well annie was um in the games three years before katniss okay so five years worth of games annie two more years worth of games so seeing all those other kids children die die. yeah yeah and again, he's a career. And some that could be older than him. Yeah. Two. Mm-hmm. He's only 24. Yeah. So someone pushes a gurney past Katniss with a young woman who looks like she hasn't eaten in a long time with bruises and scabs all over her. And it's Joanna Mason who who did know secrets. At least, you know, Katniss getting out of the arena secrets. And that's how she looks. She's terrified to see PETA. Mm-hmm. She can see Gail. He's wounded but alive. So she writes him off. And then somebody just fucking screams Finnick's name and Joy. And it's Annie. And she is in nothing but a sheet. And suddenly, like, her and Finnick are just together hugging, completely engulfed. And nobody exists but them. She's, like, kind of jealous by their certainty of how much they love each other. Mm-hmm. Which I think is kind of sweet. Um, Annie's fine. Minus, like, the mental illness. So they didn't torture her? No. um, Fennec kind of mentioned at, at, like, the beginning that... He's probably broken enough that that there's just the thought of it. Yeah. And Annie is mentally, so mentally unwell. And Fennec is so smart that he would never have risked sharing secrets with her. The Capitol knew that. Mm -hmm. So they were just, like, taking her to have her away from him. Yeah. More a prisoner, not an asset. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, they find Boggs, who's okay. They got everybody out except for Enabaria, another victor. Yeah. Um, and he's like, Pete is at the end of the hall. And she goes because she wants to be there for when he's wake- he wakes up. He's alive and well and safe from snow finally. But he's already awake. And she's like, damn, I wish I would have been like here when he woke up. But she's so excited to see him. And like the room's with all full of doctors. And as his face is registering her, she's like, these. He's like, she's just excited, but his face is registering like weird things. She's like, what's going on? But like, 
She has no idea. And he like sweeps past the doctors moving towards her and she's prepping for a hug and then is completely shocked when fingers lock around her throat. Peter's? Mm-hmm. How did they get out? What do you mean? How did Peter and Annie and what's her face get out? Joanna. Yeah. So the theory is, well, not the theory. They think that because of what they've done to PETA, which I'll explain in a minute. It's be better than. They let them leave. Yeah. Because her it's having PETA the way PETA is now. More torture than. Mm-hmm. So one more chapter, chapter 13. She has been assured it's like been like. Like, like District 13. Do you think that's why they called it that? Why they called chapter 13 District 13? Yeah. I do. I do think that's why. Um, um, it's only been like a day. She's been assured there's no permanent damage. Um, she has a cough. She shouldn't be talking. But she won't lose her voice. Annie or? Katniss from Katniss. the strangulation. Oh. She was strangled. Um, Boggs was the only one who was thinking straight when Peter grabbed her. And he just knocked him right out. <laughs> punch the side of the head <laughs> because Hamish and her were both caught off guard and yeah. she's like it's pretty rare to catch both of us off guard so thank god Boggs was thinking straight there Yeah, she keeps hearing the word hijacked but she doesn't know what that means and Prim is just kind of like always by her bedside during these last 24 hours as her nurse slash like doctor mm. and sister yeah. since the attack and they're all stressed out I mean she's Basically volunteering to be the personal medical staff. Mm-hmm. Why not? Right. Pluchard, Hamish, and BD talked to Katniss. They're shocked. Um, they were like, obviously we knew he was being harmed and tortured, but clearly something more was going on that we didn't even know. Yeah. They were like, we think he's been hijacked, um, which is a term we use um, to talk about this. Is He's, he's like, you've been... Um, stung by a tracker jacker in your first games you remember how like disorienting that was and how you couldn't think of what was real and what was not real so basically what they did was they would inject him with tracker jacker venom like put something on of katniss and then just beat the shit out of him yeah and therefore he associated katniss with the pain and the disorientation and hallucinations from the tracker jacker venom so it's basically if you put someone like high dose LSD, LSD and then beat the shit out of them with a mask of someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And basically all they did was associate that person yeah. with the pain they were feeling. Yeah. So, you know, like the CIA did. No. What? Basically they, um, made, they made him feel that she is evil. So he felt like he has to kill her. Yeah. Um, and Prim is like, can you like, she's speaking for Katniss cause Katniss can't speak. She's like, can you reverse it? And they're like, there's not much data on that, but we are going to try. And Hamish. <laughs> what whilst torturing, we never thought of that. How to reverse the torture. Yeah. Um, Hamish's honest answer is that he thinks they can bring him back, but never to the 100% same he used to be. What? What? No. What? Six weeks of drug induced torture? Mm hmm. Um, Plutra tries to cheer her up. He's like, Okay, again, remember Pluchart sees the forest, no trees. He's he's the one where uh, in like history documentary where like they move the blocks around for like a yeah. hundred people. Yeah. 
at a time. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how he sees it. And then they're like, then they died. And it was like, wait, that was five thousand that represented five thousand people. Be, that was five thousand people. <laughs> what do you mean? What happened to those people? Yeah. So he's like trying to cheer her up. He's like, No, we're like we got him out right in time. Like they executed Peta's prep team tonight on TV and the stylist, but not Effie Trinket. We don't know where she is, so at least Peta's here. And Katniss is like, that actually didn't cheer me up at all because that's five, possibly five deaths, definitely four deaths of people I knew. Yeah. Like Portia just died. You're telling yeah. me they executed Portia on live TV and that's mm-hmm. supposed to cheer me up. But she was like lower class in the capital. Yeah. So she goes into a dissociative state trying to eat and drink with like her mom, Prim, Gail, all visiting her. Um, and finally, when she's discharged, she's only allowed to speak when necessary. The thing is, they just they just told her, hey, four people that we know for sure has have been killed. No clue where Effie is. Probably dead. Probably getting tortured or dead. Mm-hmm. But Hopef- Pete- hopefully dead. And your friend, best friend, mm-hmm. got tortured for six weeks while... Um, forcibly high as balls yeah but they are here now but he's here and katniss is like huh believe it or not didn't cheer me up what yeah so prim does try to keep like cheer katniss up with like real words like i prim is like totally like she's like they had Peta for two months we have had them for a few days he's bound to get some sort of better Mm mm-hmm like, I like that realness. And Katniss is impressed at her sister's bravery. And she's like, she has the best qualities of all of our family. Like, the healing hands, the level-headed, and the bravery. Like, she's mm. a rock star. Um, what house would you put her in, though? Probably, um, what's the smart, Ravenclaw, probably? Yeah. Yeah. Because then- <laughs> Gryffindor is just dumbasses that will jump into a fight. Yeah. I don't think, I'd put, I think... I would put Peta and Hufflepuff, mm-hmm. and I would put Gale and Katniss and Slytherin. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody's a. Maybe Phoenix a um, Gryffindor. Gryffindor. I think Phoenix a Gryffindor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Turf. <laughs> um. She heads down. We can't read the uh, Harry Potter, can we? For that. Um. We're roasting the fuck out of it. Yes, we can. Okay. She heads down to special defenses and finds Gail and Beatty talking about something. And Beatty's excited because they've basically been using Gail's innate trapping ability to create bombs. They've created this awesome bomb that goes off once, killing, like harming people, allowing people to come in to get to the wounded, then goes off a second time, killing everybody. Cool bomb. And she's horrified by this. She's like, doesn't that seem to be crossing a line? And Gail gets defensive and he's like, I'm using the same rule book Snow used when he hijacked PETA. Hey, hey, bud. Hey, bud. Just because your friend gets tortured doesn't mean you torture people. Yeah. It also doesn't mean, especially not the healers. I feel like healers have, across the board, been people you try not to target in wars. Yes. And if you do, people are like, whoa. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I mean, there were um, Red Cross ships during World War II that would just pick up people. And it was like, uh, one of those was attacked. <laughs> yeah. It, like, oh, holy fuck. Yeah. So I, I think it's like, 
being fucked. Like, I get his perspective as a member of a community that's been destroyed and tortured and enslaved. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's interesting to think about. She leaves them alone um, because apparently they're trying something new on PETA. They're taking someone he knew from childhood, somebody the Capitol probably wouldn't have been able to associate with bad mm-hmm. memories yeah. during the hijacking because maybe they didn't know or anything like that. And they pick a girl named Deli Cartwright, which we've heard the name once because um, when Katniss recognized that Avox girl um, back in the first book, PETA pulled her out of it and was like, oh, she looks like Deli. Oh. Um, so someone he like knows of yeah somebody like she Delly's one of the few merchants um class people that escaped with her yeah. brother um her and katniss didn't interact much but like Peta and her interacted as children so there's not like a lot of like katniss in the mix there it's like a neighborhood kid that you kind yeah. of fell off with yeah so like they shouldn't have any information of like torture like they at least wouldn't have recordings of, no, like they have yeah. recordings of katniss from the hunger games they wouldn't have recordings of delhi from anything yeah so they send delhi in and her and Peta start talking and he doesn't freak out he's pretty normal he's like where are we and she's like we're in district 13 and they're trying to like um not freak him out with a lot of yeah. things so she's just trying to like have a chill combo and She's I'd like, give him a sense of normalcy. Yeah. So they're talking about something else other than 12, but Peter's like, what's going on? Where's my family? And Peter slowly, he puts the pieces together. He's not a fucking moron. Yeah. 12 is gone. He blames Katniss. And then he fucking goes ape shit. He's like pulling against his restraint, screaming about how she's a mutt foaming at the mouth. Pretty much. She's, he's like, she's there to kill them all. He killed my family. She's a mutt. And they pulled Deli out and Katniss says to Plutarch and Hamid that she has to be sent away. She's like, I cannot be the Mockingjay here with this. Yeah. And Plutarch's like, hey, like, maybe you can go to two. It's a tough nut to crack. So they end up sending her to two. And that's yeah. where we'll pick up. How do you feel? On episode 41. Yeah, 41. Yeah. It's pretty nice. We've been doing good. Yeah. I like the podcast. It's a good podcast. Yeah. Episode 40 wrapped up. Yeah. Um. Bit of an emotional taxing episode, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, with this book, it's a lot harder to make jokes about. What? And, like, shout out, oh, this is fucking dumb, because, you know. Yeah. It's a lot heavier, and there's not a dumb romance happening. Yeah, I think Catching Fire, I think it's fun, because, like, she pulled you in with the dumb romance for the first one. Didn't love Katniss. The second one, you're kind of like, no fucking way they're going back in. Oh, shit. Yeah. But And you got like a lot more of like the like Katniss and her family, Katniss and Gail. Yeah. And then this one is kind of like war. And you're like, wait, what? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what about those first two? But I think it like, remember at the beginning we were talking about how Susan Collins got this idea mm-hmm. was between switching through like the Bachelor or something and the Iraq war. Yeah. Definitely feels that way, especially mm-hmm. with the use of like the propos and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's just very good. But okay, vote on what you want us to read next. What you want me to read next. Shall we put that on Spotify too? Yeah, we'll pop it under this episode. Yeah, it's on TikTok. Yeah. Um, Which follow us on TikTok. At so Reading hey, yeah, Hostage. you can vote twice. No. If you vote on Spotify and TikTok. And you should definitely vote for The Golden Compass. You should definitely vote for Maximum Ride. I hate that Maximum would be Ride. so fun to make fun of. Um, we're also on the YouTubes. Follow subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, shoot us over an email. Let us know what you want us to read at Reading Held Hostage. And make sure if you can, we'd appreciate it leaving us a Spotify review. 
Um, it's just right under the follow button. Just pop five stars. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking have a clue how Apple does it, but do it on Apple if you'd like. Yeah. Five or zero. Those are the rules. Also, if you send us an email, you'll be the first. As of right now, as we're recording, you'll be the first person to send us an email. Mm-hmm. Which so would be weird. We would. Kinda yeah, it would be kind of weird, but you will also get the most say in our next That's episodes. That's true. So, all right. Well, Justin, we'll catch up on Mockingjay Part 3 next time. My name's Blue, and I love to read. And my name's Justin. I don't like to read. No? Well, we'll see you next week. Bye.